Hello, music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 97 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Christina Whitlock here, your anytime piano teacher friend, here to make sure you get some time with a fellow colleague whenever you can work it into your calendar. Today, I'll confess, we're diving a little deep, so let's just go ahead and get the party started. Alright, so today's episode is going to piggyback just a little bit on last week's, but in a different way. If you recall, last week we talked about really paying attention to your studio vibe, or in other words, how your particular approach to teaching makes your studio families feel. Because, as I said multiple times in that episode, consumers buy feelings more so than products and services. And that's why those feelings we create are so important. Again, those emotions will vary from teacher to teacher, but we each create a unique experience, and all of us have strengths and weaknesses aplenty. <laughs> well, today I wanted to talk about another aspect of our lives that varies greatly from teacher to teacher. We are going to talk about our inner voices, and most specifically, those ambitions and goals and interests that really hold a special place in our hearts. So I want you just to take a second and pay attention to the things that light you up or the things that intrigue you or the things that you feel like you are really, really good at. <laughs> what opportunities feel exciting to you? How would you choose to spend your working hours if it were completely up to you? I bring this up today after many months of asking myself the same questions. And here's the thing. I can't help but feel like there are many of you today who need to hear the same reminders that I've been putting on repeat in my own head. <laughs> the things that pull on your heartstrings, the things that captivate your attention and your inner dialogue, you know, those creative opportunities, the new gig, the daydream you keep coming back to, those things, friends, are on your heart for a reason. Hang with me here because I know that probably sounds like I'm being really vague today. So I'm going to give you an example of what inspired this whole line of thinking, all right? From the time that I started attending state and national conferences for music teachers, I was drawn to the idea of becoming a presenter myself. And honestly, I really thought that everyone felt the same way. <laughs> I couldn't sit through a session and not daydream about giving my own sessions someday. And I just figured that was something that all conference attendees felt. <laughs> I really did. It never occurred to me that there were teachers among me 
who couldn't care less about getting up in front of teacher groups and sharing their research and their experience. Some of you are laughing because that's you. (laughs) You would rather do just about anything than get up and present an hour session to a group of your peers. I mean, I get it. I understand that not everyone feels the same way. But it took me a while to realize that. I mean, I really legitimately thought everyone sitting in those seats would rather be standing up front. Anyway, fast forward to the year 2016, and that is the year that I gave my first presentation at a national conference. I felt so big time, which is humorous in itself, because I guess you could say the bloom is kind of off that rose now. But anyway, that morning I posted on Facebook and I said something to the effect of crossing a big item off my bucket list this morning, presenting at a national conference. (laughs) That morning, I ran into one of my colleagues from the state of Indiana, and she had seen my post on Facebook, and she looked at me, like, quizzically, and she said, so this is a bucket list item for you, huh? (laughs) And I kid you not, I was so surprised by the question because I was like, of course it is. (laughs) I mean, didn't we all want to be presenting at a national conference? (laughs) I don't remember exactly what I said back to my friend, but whatever her response to me was, it definitely inspired an aha moment for me. I realized in that moment that this deep desire I had to speak to other teachers at conferences was not just something that we all had in common. I mean, sure, there are plenty of you who love to do it, but there are also just as many of us who couldn't be less interested in the idea. I suppose it's a lot like this podcast as well. I mean, I dreamed of launching a podcast for years before actually doing it. And I know, I was really just struggling with that same thought. I felt like, oh, everyone wants to have their own podcast. It's just a silly dream. It's nothing, right? (laughs) Except, friends, it's not. Not everyone wants to have their own podcast. And by the way, if you do want to have your own podcast, I am here to tell you, get it going before your lack of action starts to drive you crazy. (laughs) Like, literally, There was a point when I felt like if I didn't just go for it and make this podcast happen, the constant stream of ideas and conversations running through my head were going to make me lose my mind. (laughs) And do you remember that Edgar Allan Poe story about the telltale heart? (laughs) How that man was driven crazy by that incessant, non-existent heartbeat? (laughs) Well, that was me and this podcast. Because here's the thing, my desires are mine. And those ideas that feel like they're trying to claw their way out of me, well, not everybody has them. And that's the point today, friends. I want you to realize that those ideas that are inside of you, the things that you love to do or that you want to do or the things that you want to share with other people, they are unique to you. Don't let any voice inside of you try to tell you otherwise. This has been so heavy on my heart lately because, 
well, I'll spare you all the details, but I have a lot of other creative projects that are bubbling up to the surface inside of me, and I feel myself starting to get antsy again. But this time, I'm really trying to pay attention. I'm not going to dismiss these things as basic ambitions that everyone has because I'm trying to remember that I know better now. (laughs) And I say all of these things to you because, again, I want you to know whatever ambitions or goals or dreams are running circles through your head, they're not silly. They are not basic They are not desires that are shared by everyone else. I believe with every fiber of my being that the ambitions you hold in your heart, they are for you. They are in your head for a reason. And chances are you are meant to give them a try. (laughs) At least give them a try, friends. This is especially true as creative human beings. I'm sure I don't have to tell you how easy it is to suck the creative life force out of ourselves and out of our students through the process of music study. One of my primary goals in teaching is to make sure my students learn how to play the piano, (laughs) not just specific repertoire, but that they learn how to actually make music of their own volition at this instrument they spend so many hours sitting at. (laughs) But just as I don't want to drain creative thinking from my piano students, I also don't want it to drain from myself. The world needs art and music and dance and abstract thinking. They're all the things that make life worth living. And if you, my creative friend, keep dismissing those outside-the-box ideas or that new form of self-expression or even that very traditional but new-to-you thing that keeps popping up inside your brain, well, who is going to bring this art into the world? And while we're at it, I have a very special bullet point here for you. (laughs) One other reason that we all tend to dismiss putting our ideas out into the world is because we think everyone has either already done what it is we want to do or they think that everybody else already knows the things that we know. But (laughs) at the risk of sounding really redundant, not everyone knows the things that you know. (laughs) And every time I speak on a topic that I'm a little nervous about because I fear that people already know what I'm saying and that I'm kind of restating the obvious, those are always the topics somehow that end up getting the most traction and the most enthusiastic feedback. It's very humorous how that works out, but it's really true. You, I promise you, friends, you have unique ideas that the world will benefit from hearing. You really do. And I think those ideas are the things that you already spend a lot of time listening to inside your own head. So I'm not here today to tell you to start submitting proposals to speak at conferences or to start a podcast, though 
If those are ideas that have been circling around inside your head, please do give it a try. (laughs) At least entertain the possibility, even just a little bit. I am dying to know what new ideas have been sitting in your heart. Maybe it's something to do with your lesson structure or your studio policies. Maybe you want to start playing more music on Instagram Live or take a painting class or start writing poetry again. I just feel like I need to say it one more time. (laughs) Your ambitions really are different than other people's ambitions. (laughs) I know I have at least five books that I want to write in this lifetime. And just like I mentioned earlier, it's really easy for me to dismiss that dream because for some reason, I just have a tendency to brush it off thinking, well, everyone wants to write books. (laughs) But again, that is laughably untrue. So that desire I have, that goal that keeps waking me up in the middle of the night, that is for me. I also used to just brush it off thinking, eh, I just want to do everything. (laughs) Because let's face it, obviously, I want to do a lot of things. (laughs) But then I realized, no, there are plenty of things I don't want to do. Like recording a solo piano album. I know all kinds of people who would love to take the investment in themselves and record a solo album. Maybe that's your ambition. I think that's great. For me, That idea right now holds pretty much zero appeal. (laughs) Like if someone came to me today and they said that they had all the financial resources to pay me to go record a solo album, eh, (laughs) I can't imagine saying yes. To some of you, that feels like the dream and I get it. Now, for the record, give me a great collaborator and ask me if I want to go record an entire Schubert song cycle. That could very well be a yes. But solo piano recording right now, that is not where you're going to find me. See, we all have unique desires and we all have limits. (laughs) All right, so we're going to leave it there today. But I hope this episode got your wheels turning at least a little bit. Do you have a creative itch that needs to be scratched? Have you been dismissing an idea just because it feels unoriginal or because it felt too original? (laughs) Follow that creative lead, my friends. See where it takes you. And while you mull that one over, (laughs) I am going to raise my glass in a toast to all of us. Music teacher friends from all over the world, today we acknowledge all of that unrequited creative energy floating around and through us. (laughs) Maybe you're listening to this episode in a state of total creative contentment, in which case I say, keep it up, my friend. (laughs) But I feel quite certain that I am not alone in this state of creative discontentment. There are ideas to get put out into the world, and the clock is ticking, right? May we all learn the necessary discernment to identify those unique ambitions that are meant just for us. May we not let our creative energy get sucked away by a profession that can leave us exhausted and uninspired if we fall prey to busyness and overcommitment. 
May we all have the courage and the stubbornness we need to bring our light to the world in need. Cheers to you, my music teacher friends, who have so much more to offer your communities. Here, here. I warned you I was going a little deep today. <laughs> You are all so kind to listen to me work out my own personal issues here on this podcast. (laughs) While that is indeed true, I also do know that several, many of you, are in this very same mental place. I do hope that you can find that stubborn courage to begin to pursue whatever goal is on your mind these days. It doesn't have to result in viral fame or career advancement, but the work we put out into the world sends ripples outward, and those little influences add up to bigger influences, and so it goes times infinity. Speaking of ripples, this podcast turned two years old last week, all right, and we are coming up on episode 100 in three weeks. I am so excited, if you can't tell. (laughs) Please continue leaving me voicemails at the link in the show notes for this episode. I would love, 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 love to hear from you. And maybe possibly how this podcast has made a ripple in your life. I will select a few of those voicemails to share on our 100th episode. So who knows, you might find yourself with a wee little bit of podcast fame coming your way. Thanks again, friends. Until next week, onward and upward as you chase those creative ambitions. (laughs) We will talk soon.